Welcome to the Infinite Improvisation Podcast, Adventures in Music and Creativity. I'm Lauren Best, and I'm here with Steve Tressler. Hello. Hello. So we're back for another mini episode. And this one we're focusing on... Play. (laughs) Play, yeah, one of our five... Creative practices. The first mini episode is on experimentation. So now, play. I mean, we say that we play music, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't feel like people are playing when they're grinding through, you know, some drills or have a demanding teacher breathing down their neck. So getting back into the play. Yeah, and I feel like in some ways it's the most natural, you know, children play, right? Like we were born to play. It's It's in some ways so easy so natural but it can also be very elusive mm-hmm. you know if you tell someone to to have fun <laughs> or to play yeah. um you know or like sometimes people can run with that and they can be like oh yeah okay i'll have fun but sometimes it can it can feel awkward and it can feel hard to instruct yourself even to to be playful mm-hmm. yeah and it's i mean it's it's natural we all you know, we all played and played and played when we were when we were kids. As adults, we still like, you know, we we still like playful activities. But as you said, if, yeah, it's a forced situation that can be tough. I mean, imagine I've seen you know groups of kids that are running around and playing, and some adult comes, okay, well now it's time to play pin the tail on the donkey and do presents, and we need to play this game. So, oh, and it ruined, you know. Then suddenly the play is not happening when it's when it's forced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or sometimes the play can be so complex mm-hmm. that you know, if someone describes to me a really a really complicated mm-hmm. <laughs> game. I often, you know, I'll feel overwhelmed. I won't feel nearly as playful mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but that that being said, sometimes once you know the game, those additional additional rules and elements kind of add to the playfulness and add mm-hmm. to the fun. So how how do you see is pl- playfulness helping spark yeah, creativity or improvisation? Well, we were talking about curiosity in our last episode, mm-hmm. and I think and experimentation actually, and I think a lot of play is about observation and curiosity and kind of seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you give a baby a ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they see what happens when they throw it. And if you give a bigger kid a ball, they, you know, they might act with it in different ways, but often they'll do things that are pretty simple with it, right? Like they'll throw Mm -hmm. it up in the air and catch it, or or they'll throw it against a wall, or Mm -hmm. they'll, you know, create an invitation by throwing it to you. Um, So I'm inspired a lot by seeing what kids do and seeing how Mm -hmm. kids play and how kids play in situations where they aren't asked to play, but they Mm -hmm. play anyways. and And the playfulness is... Mm-hmm. like an organic part of the of the learning and and of the experimentation because they just they observe and they explore things and they're curious and it, it kind of naturally leads to play mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i was just playing my my daughter was playing piano down here the other day and i know her her piano teacher's working with her on you know exploring the piano and even preparing the strings and putting paper in, in the strings so sometimes she brought me down. I thought that we were going to, she needed help with one of her pieces, but she just wanted to jam. And we had like the mallets and the brushes from the drums and just like playing them on the strings. And then I was mm. like, oh, what happens if I hit the pedal? And then we were doing this prepared piano piece, but I was all ready to help her with fingerings for something. But she was ready to explore. Yeah, we made some sounds in the piano I'd never heard before because we we're in play mode. We did very well 
turn into a turn into a piece. But yeah, we can get lots of guidance from from kids in this uh, uh, in the, in this regard. And and yeah, and she's approaching something unconventionally too. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you were ready to help with fingerings and kind of problem solving. Yeah, like the process of this kind of linear like. Um, goal-oriented thing, but by looking at it unconventionally and thinking about mm-hmm. playing the strings in different ways, um, it opens up opens mm-hmm. up different different aspects. And I think the the freedom to play in ways that may not be how it's initially suggested to play. Like mm-hmm. I guess there's different kinds of play too, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's play within a game. Where there's kind of like a rules and a structure and it's set up. There's like serious play. I know there's different definitions of serious mm. play, but you know, like kids aren't always laughing and having fun when they're playing. Sometimes they're 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 you know play acting mm. really dramatic rescues that are very high mm. stakes and there's some yeah. really deep drama going on there. But they're still like it's they, they are it is playful and they are playing mm-hmm. um, and free play that we can come at things like with really unconventional angles where it's not necessarily as uh, as bound by rules as like a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is also, as we talked about before, the difference between, you know, linear skill development versus a more nonlinear creative process. And they don't, they don't, and the two can work together too. They're not necessarily, there's not a dichotomy between the two, sort of depends on how you're approaching it and what, what you're doing. But the play, it's not going to be efficient yeah you know at achieving the goal it's so here, here's this um, a quote i wanted to read from Stephen nakmanovich from free play improvisation in life and art a couple quotes from from this book i want to share in this episode but he says anthropologists have found quote galumphing to be one of the prime talents that characterize higher life forms so galumphy galumphing is immaculately rambunctious and seemingly inexhaustible play energy apparent in puppies, kittens, children, baby baboons. And we galumph when we hop instead of walk, when we take the scenic route instead of the efficient one, when we play a game whose rules demand a limitation of our powers, when we are interested in means rather than in ends, and we voluntarily create obstacles in our path and then enjoy overcoming them. And in higher Mm. animals and in people, it is of supreme evolutionary value Mm. yeah so it pays to not to not be efficient you know take the scenic route or same thing as you could do that oh we're gonna hop on yeah we're gonna hop on one foot or only you know only step on the shady spots and yeah and i suppose so play like improvisation but (laughs) but play like we have to give up part of the plan i was thinking of taking the scenic route and Basically, I was thinking about how, you know, we might not categorize that as play, hmm. but we can kind of insert play <laughs> mm-hmm. by changing our plan, you know, by sometimes I won't plan to take the scenic route. And I've, mm-hmm. I, I think, hmm, I could pause. I'll take a pause. I'll take a minute. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll go out of my way and I'll, and I don't necessarily have a plan for what I'll do. And I, in fact, had to abandon my other plan. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But it, it often ends up ends up being that I, by kind of inviting that unknown and making that choice, uh, mm-hmm. well, sometimes it just means I have some really beautiful moments on that scenic route, you know, or mm-hmm. with myself, but it can kind of invite other, other ways of thinking and stuff. 
Yeah, I guess that's a little it's, less rambunctious. But yeah, less, I, I less, love ra- the less rambunctious, but it's yeah, not uh, but the not efficient. Um, you know, just for the the sensory the sensory appeal of doing it, or mm-hmm. um, but it is is a way of solving. It is a way of solving problems, even when they may be triv- trivial, as you know, not not stepping on a crack on the on the sidewalk. But the scenic route, or I think about taking a walk through an unfamiliar town. You know, like mm-hmm. well, where am I going to turn? I don't. You know, if you're not following a map and just kind of letting yeah. your intuition guide you and you have a unique experience that you couldn't necessarily have just planned out or I'll take another route like, oh, I haven't been down this, haven't mm-hmm. been down this road before. Let's, let's see, let's see where it goes. Yeah. And I, I like that because it's kind of like, don't get me wrong. I love the rambunctious energy too, but mm-hmm. I like that because it's like a small manageable type of mm-hmm. <laughs> type of chaotic good, you know, like it's, it's choosing this, this small bit of play. But I think there's also something to be said for kind of creating a sandbox for yourself mm-hmm. or whether that's a certain amount of time that, uh, you know, you're going to give yourself a lot more freedom to play or whether that's a certain energy, like coming at things with that, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, as you're saying that, that kind of puppy wrestling <laughs> vibe, like either mm-hmm. that or a different um like I think sometimes it's the energy we come at we co- we come mm-hmm. to things with right and 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 how how we're framing our experience with that that kind of intention and and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a matter of like giving ourselves a chance to laugh and and mm-hmm. to 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 fail and to 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 learn um, in these these ways that are maybe broader than than the path that we would plan out. Mm. Yeah, and I find that the this playful element it can be disarming for people to like or more inviting, and it's not necessarily that we have to do, you know, taking the edge off it having to be really, you know, really serious or really precious. And they use that a lot in my in my teaching. Uh, a story that comes to mind: I was teaching at a it was at a middle school. I was doing some saxophone coaching, and I walked by. The brass section on the the tuba players who plays in you know orchestras and if he was leading this brass group and he saw me and he like waved me in he's like hey i'm trying to teach these guys to improvise we're doing a a brass band song and we teach them the groove and then trying to get them to improvise a little bit teaching them a blues scale or something and there's this french horn player sitting there he's across his arm and he looks at me and he's like i am not playing a solo i'm not improvising i was like we're not improvising here we're just going to play the question answer game he's like oh, okay you know, so like you're going to play a phrase that goes up and then, you know, your friend here is going to play it goes down. I got them just playing conversations back and forth. And then I let him know that I tricked him into into improvising. But as soon as it's the game, same thing when I go in and do those classes, I don't want someone to say, Steve's coming in. He will teach you all how to improvise. I'm like, no, we're just we're playing a game or we're messing mm-hmm. around and we're going to what would happen if we do this getting into the experimentation side. And there can be a lot of novelty involved. Uh, which might seem silly, but it gets people to take some of those risks to be spontaneous and expressive and listen and interact and interact with other people and what they're mm-hmm. hearing. And then that can pivot to some more listening and or just more intensive kind of activities that might not have the silliness, but you feel more comfortable with the process and with and with the people. So I find it to mm-hmm. be super uh, super effective as a teaching tool and is a learning learn, learning to tool for myself yeah and it's a little different when there's other people like it can be 
Well, especially because you don't know what your play partner's Mm -hmm. experience is, right? Like it kind of creates more of that unknown and more of that novelty because you're, uh, or especially in a group, um, and, you know, and you see other people laughing. And so it's easier to, I think, disarm ourselves mm-hmm. and to kind of uh, try to control the situation less and enter into some different ways of thinking and ways of being where we le- we let ourselves be in the game and whether we're being in the game as kind of with the feeling of a leader or the feeling of a follower or the feeling mm-hmm. of being a little bit competitive or the feeling of being like very cooperative. It can, it can kind of lend lend taking things to some different places i really like playing solo like i really Mm -hmm. like wandering around alone sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like you know rolling around on the floor and dancing and stuff and and kind of doing some of that stuff totally totally on my own but it's a different thing than when than when you're able to to bounce ideas off of other people and i'm just constantly inspired by children and animals and Mm -hmm. seeing the the funny things they do and then like seeing what some of those templates are of well either like taking turns right turn taking on its own becomes a structure for play um and other things that really translate to music around um you know turn taking but also copying you know like kind of matching each other in energy or in body language or deliberately contrasting like in some of these elements of play that i i just love observing what what young kids do or or animals i saw i saw a bird harassing another bird and it was you know doing these very like funny little motions of flying up at the bird and then like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like dropping down um and you know that was just something i saw way up high in a tree but it was such a clear Mm -hmm. funny little moment that um like taking something like that could you know you could base a whole game off of that or a whole a whole um a whole musical concept off of just this one little observed moment i find getting outside of my own human brain (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and well i'm observing with my human brain but you know what i mean like taking inspiration from how other people play rather than being like i need to be the source of the play Mm -hmm. being like oh i'll just i'll just pretend i'm that bird or i'll pretend i'm that baby (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when we get into that mode with our with our art, that we can be playful. Not that it's not important or not serious or, or trivial, but being in the play in the playful mode, we can start to feel safer about you know generating more and getting into the experimentation that we were talking about earlier. And it's just a much better frame of mind to be in, rather than like, oh, this has to be you know, I need to make something good right now, or you know, get, getting mm-hmm. all these other expectations or. Well, and, yeah, the frame of mind and the mindset, like, like I think we all have a sense of, like, what kinds of attitudes result in, in, in play that tends to be more or less successful for us as people. Like, you know, we, we know that if we, if we drag our feet showing up to the park and kind of mm-hmm. hang our head and, you know, whine our way through our park experience, we might not have as many kids mm-hmm. wanting to play with us, right? Like, we've seen that. And I mean, some kids have days like that at the park anyways, mm-hmm. right? But like, that's a really like, kind of easy to understand thing. But I think sometimes as adults, we can be uh, nervous about our own creativity and sometimes approach it with like a sense of anxiousness or a sense of like dragging your feet a little or mm-hmm. getting down on ourselves. And I think thinking of it as play lets us think of like, how do I want to be entering into this playful realm? And Um, like there are times where we take ourselves very seriously in Mm -hmm. play, but I think being in play helps us take ourselves less seriously overall 
in a good way. <laughs> like, you know, like we can respect ourselves still without necessarily like being in our heads, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And yeah, some, I mean, I've seen it with some of my music students too, some that became the most highly skilled players and some have gone on to be professional players when they were young. They were just, you couldn't take the horn out of it. They're just playing and playing and playing and they weren't being super disciplined about it. Sometimes I'd run like, well, now, now you need to do this exercise or make sure you articulate properly. And now I'm more likely to just kind of let them go for yeah. a while because they're just working things out and playing and playing. And it didn't seem, it didn't seem like work, although they were developing the skills. I mean, to some degree, when I was younger too, I just liked playing my saxophone at the the age where I was improved the most, probably in in high school. And if heard you know teachers, t- you know, trying to tell their students to practice more, and like, well, Steve, how much did you, you know, how much did you practice when you're in high school? I'm like, I don't remember. I just like getting my horn out and play. after dinner, I'm like, I'm gonna go play some tunes and just go. Yeah. And it, it felt like play, and it's aligned can be very aligned very much with skill development. Yeah, and sometimes too, it's like taking those, taking those meandering approaches to skill development. You know, mm-hmm. where like it is, it is silly sometimes, or it is chaotic sometimes. Like I find so many kids are really excited to play their instrument, mm-hmm. but it's like a lot. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they want to play it so much that like it can be very tempting to be like that's not really music, like slow down, like why don't you try something that I'm showing you, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to really, and mm-hmm. there's there are times to rein things in for various reasons, but, um, but sometimes by really exploring like the intensity we can, or, or you know, like the many ideas they have, we can, we can work with that, and mm-hmm. we don't like teach kids to run, or, or I mean, we don't teach kids to run. I'll just put it there. Mm-hmm. Kids run because <laughs> mm-hmm. they are, they learn to walk and then they run because mm-hmm. like they're excited to run and we don't like put them on a track right away and time them, you know, mm-hmm. like they run in many different ways. They run in mm-hmm. silly ways. They run like in different places. Like, you know, we don't necessarily like drill them on the type of running that is the final outcome. You know, we like we let them meander around with it, you know. Yeah, they didn't have to have a grading rubric for running in order to teach them how to run. Yeah. Yeah, and then they and then they experiment with it in in different mm-hmm. ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess to and finally, I wanted to yeah, pivot to another uh I guess another angle on play. This is another quote from Stephen Nachmanovich's book Free Play about playfulness but also yeah, as we're creating new work. So, and he says there's an old Sanskrit word lila which means play Richer than our word, it means divine play, the play of creation, destruction, and recreation, the folding and unfolding of the cosmos. Leela, free and deep, is both the delight and enjoyment of this moment and the play of God. It also means love. Hmm. Uh, I, I will always love that quote. <laughs> yeah, I was... Now I've... Yeah, I read it last season too. Coming back to it, so the type of play, whatever mm-hmm. your beliefs are on the creation of the universe or however that happened, but just imagine, you know, imagining, yeah, the, the the creative force of that that playful creation energy of putting new works mm-hmm. of art out into the out into the world. So mm-hmm. it can have that kind of depth of of meaning, and you know, yeah. not just dogs playing at the dog park. You know, we're talking about this, and it's. Could could all be related too, but well, and I think of kids too, right? And we mm-hmm. we lovingly nurture their play, and we lovingly create space for them to play, you know. And that like 
especially when they're very, very young, right? Like we're kind of, we're holding the space mm-hmm. <laughs> for them to just just play and be creative and explore things in different ways. And I, I, um, I love the idea of that loving energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Like I know I talked about, you know, there, there can be serious play or, or mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, competitive play or like mm-hmm. there can be different energies to it. But I love the idea of just coming back to it being like a, a, a loving kind of supportive energy around being playful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and again, this is the wrap up this how episode. So this, again, this we'll get, you know, as, as we go, we'll even come up with some more um, practical kind of prompts and, and things you can work with. But these first two, especially experimentation and play, it's really so much about the the mindset that you're and, and the, the way that you're approaching approaching this work um which may may be different from how you've you know learned learned skills in the past where it's can be yeah very as as we talked about very much very linear or or prescriptive and measured but yeah embracing gathering data as a scientist and skipping down the sidewalk (laughs) (laughs) as a baby baboon (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, and I, I will be envisioning skipping down the sidewalk with my baby baboon for, oh. for the rest of the day as I go as I go go off and play. Uh, well, and now I learned something about you that you roll around on the ground by yourself to play. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's a I feel like it's a theater thing. Like get oh. low, like get to the ground, you I know, see. and see how how the the supportiveness of the ground can. Mm. Um, that's actually like you know when you lie down. Mm-hmm you experience gravity in a different way, which, you know, Mm. that sounds obvious, but literally when we're standing, we're working against gravity. When we lay down, like our, the, the way we're able to be supported without needing to activate our balance in the same way. Mm. I find, um, I really appreciate the change in perspective Mm. (laughs) and not only is it a, is it a, uh, an awesome tool for, like physical work and kind of rehabilitative work around around um, physicality and and stretching and strength and and things there. I find that it uh, very literally gives me a different perspective on things. <laughs> Sometimes it gives me a perspective on like, oh, maybe I need to vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll do the next podcast episode from the ground. Wow. <laughs> We'll ground ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I was about to go on and riff about that, but that will defeat our our intention to keep this as a mini episode. Yeah. So we'll give you we'll give you guys some ways to play, but please tell us how you like to how you like to play too. 